We did one just like by ourselves on our laptop because a friend came in from like Sweden and Bevan wasn't available. Nice. I'm like, probably not going to see this person again for a while. So, but that was the only one we've done like not in this studio. Yeah. And we forgot to take a picture. And it's just like so nice to have like Bevan's recording. He oh, knows yeah. what he's doing. And we yeah. just sit here and talk. So that makes it a lot easier. Yeah. This is the first time I've actually really seen Bevan. Like we've kept contact over the years. No. Oh, like, yeah. In probably about 10 years. Yeah. Well, we're going to get into the band stuff. Yeah, believe it. <laughs> believe it. I'm, sorry, I'm trying. I'm like, I remember, but it's like fuzzy. I, it was. Weird. You you had, you had just moved to London. I had just okay. moved to London. Okay. We, we stopped by Wendy's. We jammed uh, in my uh, uh, in my apartment. Oh, yeah. This is all good content. We, we, came, oh my God. we came up with an impromptu rendition of uh, Rearranged, I think. <laughs> what? No, yeah. Now I remember, yeah, in London. Like, wow, save it for the pot. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> the more I learn about Sean, <laughs> I'm learning about it today. Every day. We haven't even gotten into the male prostitution days. Oh, sweet. <laughs> sweet, sweet, sweet. That's, yeah. I mean, that's assumed. That. That's assumed. That's assumed. Yep. Yep. Okay. Welcome to the Grasscast, the host of your show, Quab and Sean. Game on. Hello, and welcome to the Grasscast, a show about games, life, and everything in between. I'm Sean. And I'm Quab. And uh, on today's show, we've got uh, our very special friend, Percy, here in the studio. How's it going? How's, How's it, it going? going? Total bonus guest. Though. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> Quab and I were coming in here. It's been... More than a few weeks since we've done our last time recording. is relative, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bevan's been doing a lot of setup uh, to make the studio just that much better, mm-hmm. and uh, and we've had some like just weeks off and stuff. So we're, we're trying to get back in. We decided like, oh, let's not do a guest today. We'll just come in and just just riff it. And then uh, yeah, Percy was here, and, yeah. and then it triggered a memory of yeah. me, Bevan him in a band which we had totally forgotten about so we're like uh we should probably just do an episode here together yeah, <laughs> yeah. so kind of it just worked out to be fair the most impressive aspect of that band was the logo in the name like <laughs> Custom and puppet what? was a good that is, is a good name that is such a good name <laughs> it's like a it. good it's a good name for a i don't know a 20 something rock band yeah in the early 2000s Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're in the establishment, but we will take a contract if you got one. <laughs> String uh, uh. But before we begin, we gotta do what? Oh yeah, we gotta start the way the, the thing that brings in all the fans. Oh the, yeah, the main event of the, the show. Money maker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be me and Quab going at the ultimate challenge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm ready when you are. I am ready and as always. It's been a while, so we're gonna do one, two, three, or rock paper scissors. One, two, three. One, two, three, and then we say yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. okay. Okay, one, two, two three, three, rock, paper. son of a, <sighs> what is happening? I got the fire. Oh, man, I, uh, I haven't even been feeling blessed track. this episode. No, okay. it's garbage. It's <laughs> garbage. Anyways, so, <laughs> um, yeah, welcome. welcome Thank you. Show. Thank you for having me. This is a great uh, coincidence. Yeah. yeah. It, it, again, serendipitous. Yeah. yeah let's see how this goes. It's worked out well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before we start, uh, what's. You know, something interesting to know about yeah, you. Yeah, well, tell us about yourself. Just a random cool fact. Well, uh, while I don't currently live in the Windsor area, I was uh-huh. born and raised here, and I'm, I'm very prideful of that area, mm. regardless of the obvious 
reasons not to be sometimes. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny when I, I have a tendency to bring it up as though I need to explain myself in case people wonder what's wrong with me That's uh, when I, when I <laughs> up, up north here a bit. And uh, you know, it's funny. Every time I bring up them from Windsor, everyone always responds the same way. It's always just like, oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I've just grown used to it. There's just like two places that if you're from you can't say that to me and as uh, Chatham or Hamilton. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. And it's nothing against those cities, but it's like, don't judge. Don't judge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every, every city's got its story. Yeah. But uh, I, uh, I've been a, uh, my oldest child has just turned 11 recently. Wow. Since I, I got out of, met Bevan through music. You mm-hmm. as well through music mm-hmm. and yeah. had a good time doing it. And then kids come along and you got to do the, the responsible parent yeah. thing. Mm. So, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. <laughs> I had a follow-up and I lost it. Oh, and I'm also a risk enthusiast. Oh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll yeah, get into we'll, that. We're, we're going to get into but, that. But um, what's the first game you remember ever playing? Uh, the very first game I ever played was Super Mario Brothers for the NES. Yes. Or is it Super Mario Brothers on the NES? Um, or is it just Mario Brothers? I think, I think it was it? always Super. Is it? Wasn't it? Which one was it? Because if it was like... The first one. The first NES one. Yeah, with Duck Hunt yeah. on the cartridge. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that was Super Mario Brothers. But yeah. the game I remember most that was first was uh, Bart versus the World. <gasps> yeah. I remember this because I saved up all my money to be able to go and buy the v, uh, the, the cartridge, cartridge of this. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And uh, I I love that game, but I hated it as well because I could it's, never get b- past hard, the frozen right? Mr. Burns. Uh-huh. Like every level you'd come to some weird like. It'd be a theme. It'd be like Egypt theme or like uh, mm-hmm. Frozen theme or pirate theme. You'd always have to fight a Mr. Burns at the end of it. Ah. Uh, and I couldn't get past that level for months. And I, I think I actually just stopped playing the game. And now it's like deep down in my soul, it's unfinished business. Oh, like if I come Mr. back Burns. as a ghost, it'll be because I'm trying to beat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might be able to have better reflexes now or something. I don't know. You, yeah, no. yeah, we all, we all have that game. Faculties are degraded quickly. Like, and I feel like the Simpsons games in particular were hard. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. weren't they weren't very forgiving. Yeah, for some reason. Tibet, you could play as Bartman in that game. That was the big selling really? point. I remember Boron like from I like the local video store. I remember there was a Bartman game where you're yeah. Bartman the whole game and that was very important. It was very hard. <laughs> yeah. Back when the Simpsons were about Bart instead of Homer. Uh, yeah. Oh. Hmm. I don't know. I haven't dipped in in a very long time. I know. Oh. True. Yeah, it's got very Homer-centric. I mean, if we want to, like, make it timely, uh, Disney Disney Plus is their new streaming service. And mm-hmm. I guess all the Simpsons episodes are going there because... Oh, because they're part of Fox. Yeah, right. every company yeah. is one company now. So oh, that's yeah. interesting. Um, yeah so it's fine it, the future is a conglomerate don't worry about it. <laughs> we're all living in uh, Amazon Disney World Just waiting for my chip and barcode oh yeah <laughs> make that look good oh man it's gonna be good I think it's gonna be alright it's gonna make life a lot easier it's gonna be so easy <laughs> so easy trade it all in for convenience when I turn 37 I will be turned into food but it'll be fine don't worry about it it's a good long life <laughs> uh, what was like the last or most recent game you remember you played uh red dead redemption 2 yeah okay we talked about that a little bit on the show um i have a have a love-hate relationship with that game i mean yeah it's a beautiful game it's (laughs) obviously a lot of people people have put in a lot of work to make a make a stellar world to play in but at the same time uh i mean we're not gonna rehash old conversations basically my my main gripe is like not great but like yeah you know work a nine to five come home that's another do i really want to just like 
walk around in a barren wasteland and skin <laughs> things and just like live a miserable existence in a digital world, yeah. right? Um, I was I was talking about how I have I, I got like Red Dead Redemption and Spider Man at the same time, and I started I I moved more towards Spider Man because I'm yeah. like at the end of the day I just want to swing around buildings and yeah. Yeah. what about bad guys you know I don't want to like think about starvation and <laughs> managing a camp of like horrible people and I don't know what's your what's your what's I you feel about the game? I I love the I love the game I love the visual aspect of it I actually found this this one time like, when I first started on the online I. Uh, I, I wanted to be left alone because, like, immediately getting into the game, you start getting griefed by all these other players. Oh, so uh, there's an online aspect? I didn't. Yeah, know. like a, a big okay. open online world. Oh. Uh, very similar, in, I guess, and I haven't played it yet, but in an aspect of GTA V online. Yeah, the on, yeah, okay. Um, and uh, so I, I get in, and I found, I, I read online about this trick, whereas when you load into the, the map, they put you specifically in an area where there's a bunch of people are loaded onto that server or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, like so a if lobby you, type. So if you want to particularly go to one area, the best is to load in on the opposite side and just like quick travel across. And generally there's nobody over there to bother you. Oh, okay. So I'm out there doing this one day. It's early on in playing the game. I'm just wandering around, kind of seeing it, really enjoying it. And I found myself walking down to this, the bottom of the map. There's a lake there. And uh, I had just gotten a fishing rod. So I, I see some fish and I toss fish in there. And I'm, I'm sitting there for probably a good hour and a half just fishing, staring at the sunrise in the game thinking like, this is awesome. Like, this is better than actually fishing. <laughs> but like, I, I generally like, the game's got such great aspect, aspects of it and you've got these great missions, but I find like, I go to do a mission and while I'm traveling to do the mission, I see a deer. So I got to stop and I got to get that deer because okay. I want that pelt. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, because I've got like a $160 bounty and new Hanover, bounty hunters keep coming at me and eventually <laughs> one of them kills me and I lose all the damn pelts that I've been hunting uh, the last hour. And I'm like, I had, I had wolf pelts on there. Uh, <laughs> so see, you know, the way you describe it makes it sound a lot more exciting than what I guess I was doing. I, I think I think I just have to get farther in the game because yeah. it's well, like, I kind of, in a way, like I love the game and all, but I, I bought the ultimate package when I got it. Uh -huh. Okay. And uh, I pretty much paid $120 to fish and hunt. <laughs> like, that's here's really the, all I'm doing. <laughs> here's the thing, though. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> like a pretty cool vacation. It's not too bad. Without having to go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, so you find it's like like a positive experience, though, like calming, yeah. like kind of yeah. like. Well, it, until fish. you're dealing with the people online who just relentlessly want uh, to. Yeah. yeah. Especially when like people, when when it became popular to lasso and drag people behind horses. <laughs> that was, that's always fun. How long, how, how, how long does it let you do that? How do you get out of that? I don't know. <laughs> every still, time it happens to me, every I'm time still... it happens to me, I'm like, screw this. <laughs> That's so weird. Oh, I'll need this grief in my life. <laughs> That's wild. Okay, people, people are just the worst online. Sometimes. That's it's so true. It's it's true. I uh, I spent years playing a, a browser based game called uh, Icarium. Okay. Um, it, it's a lot of people don't know it. It's very popular in Europe. Very few mm. North American players. Uh, but I got into it by accident. It was a slow, boring game, and I like had the worst progress of a player. Like I did not learn how to play the game for the first two years I played. Whoa! And then when I switched into a more populated server where I'd actually deal with stuff, I realized how bad I really was at the game. <laughs> but I had, I had spent two years playing it, so I was invested. And uh, it's a war game. Like it's completely based around war. You build okay. colonies around a massive map, and you raid people and steal their crap. Okay. You can't destroy their cities or anything like that, or take them over. But you can occupy. And uh, I realized very early on that I suck at war, <laughs> but I'm really good at trading and oh. trading is an element of the game, but hey. it wasn't one that's 
like really use a lot of people just unload extra resources yeah. to mm-hmm. keep them out of like in safe ranges from getting stolen. Mm-hmm. But I realized that with with the way the trading post worked, you could you could create a store essentially. Yeah, I went on the board to start advertising as a like a daily stock uh, yeah. system. Mm-hmm. I grew from three locations to thirteen in the end. <laughs> I had over two two million in resources available for sale at any given time, and I know not knowing the game, it's hard to understand the no, context. But... That is unparalleled, <laughs> and I did it with an account that was a quarter of a size of a reasonable account. Wow! And uh, it it really showed other people that there was this element of the game that you could use for war that wasn't directly war. I started playing yeah. a money game, so I started banking gold, and then I dole it out to my alliance members. I couldn't fight worth crap, but I yeah, could yeah. pay for twelve <laughs> other people to fight for me. <laughs> so I played that for a long time, but then I, uh, <clears throat> in order to have more freedom and not get caught into other people's griefs, I left the alliance I was in and I created a business in the game. Yeah, <laughs> I used the alliance page to create uh, Moscow Markets. Uh, it was a chain. I advertised my express load times, how much resources I had available across uh-huh. the entire map. And for scale, uh, the map is a hundred by hundred grid. Okay. Uh, there is about three quarters of it are covered with islands. Each island can have up to 17 towns on it. Okay. You can be on any island you want. Uh, travel time between islands is 20 minutes. Whoa. So think about how long it would take to cross a map. Yeah. <laughs> One of the big problems in the game was that traders aren't plentiful. So when you're a small player trying to start out, you couldn't really find a lot of resources available at a, at a decent price. And that's mm-hmm. where I saw my my hole. <laughs> so when I created my network, I put to where from the center of the map out 30 islands. So um, within a like 60% I, uh, of the map I have locations on. Mm-hmm. And each one of those locations has a, a radius at which it can look. Yeah. So essentially there wasn't a single player on the server who could put an offer up that I couldn't see. <laughs> wow. And so you get a guy who's got 2 million crystal for sale for five gold, super cheap, cheap as it can be, but it's way over in the corner of the map. Yeah. And I've got six guys begging for crystal on the other corner. <laughs> yeah. So I'm the one who transports it across. I buy that and then I sell it for seven and I've made, you know, 4 million gold. Yeah. And uh, did everybody in the game realize there was this one like super trader kind of controlling the market? Uh, it, started to and that's when the because pro- i'll be honest i uh i love diplomacy in those kind of games yeah. i'm a very aggressive diplomat uh and that creates problems sometimes because yeah. there are other people who don't this- like being talked to that way uh-huh. uh now in my in my power is hidden a lot of people who don't yeah. understand the trading aspect of the game don't really see what my operation for what it is mm-hmm. so i got this like seven hundred and fifty thousand point account and i'm talking shit to a 12 million point account he's like who the hell are you and i was like i'm moscow bitch. <laughs> <laughs> i was like i'll get my alliance to show up block all your wine colonies so you can't ship your own wine and then i'll buy every piece of wine in your region and i'll drain the whole market you'll have nothing oh, oh my god gosh. wow it does create enemies though and <laughs> oh, for sure. unfortunately i created a few bad ones who did have accounts that were just so big that I couldn't compete with. And it was during a time when I decided to create a conglomerate of companies. I, I started pitching off my trade model for other people <laughs> yeah. to try to do arms dealing, yeah. um, reconnaissance missions. And I tried to create a giant conglomerate of companies in the game. It was called the Nye Trade Corp. Oh, uh, branding, every man. Every, oh, oh brand, all day, all day. That's the way it's got to work on the boards. I had a slogan for every server I was on. <laughs> like when I was on Omicron, it was, uh, o shops Moscow or uh, 
uh what was the other one uh nigh buys moscow and when it was nigh trade corp it was uh i don't even remember them all this but, is wild yeah it's, it's a lot of fun like oh, i yeah. loved writing i uh okay okay when i was younger i used to e-fed you guys know what e-fed is? No. no when i was a kid and the attitude era was big and everybody liked wrestling mm-hmm. uh there was uh you do text-based wrestling on the internet yeah, yeah so you'd this go, is the best episode of the show so <laughs> you, you'd go you'd go into these web pages most likely geocities or some shit yeah yeah and uh they would have a fed and you'd you'd write out what your character looked like what his moves were and then you'd put it in your character would go in and then you'd have to write out your shoot interviews uh and the better your shoot interviews were the, the writers of the matches would your character would win wow. and like i had so much fun i had a character named cole who was like four foot nine. He was clinically, he was criminally insane, but he voluntarily stayed at Shady Meadows Institute for the criminally insane. Uh-huh. His best friend was a lawn gnome that talked to him and he was fascinated with beef flavored paper slippers. <laughs> and every shoot interview is he would escape the asylum, steal an ice cream truck and like do his interview as he's driving the ice cream truck and then they take him back. And yeah, it was, it was nonsense. But no, it was no. a heck of a lot of fun. Well, my yeah. favorite, my favorite wrestler was Mankind. So you're speaking oh, yeah. to my sure, soul, sure. my man. Yes. Oh. And it kind of sounds like that uh, crazy clown from Twisted Metal too. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet, Sweet Tooth. tooth. That, <laughs> that was, yeah. it, everything is making sense. <laughs> yeah. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> it should be an archive of all these... Uh, uh, oh yeah wrestling would you go fights. back yeah. I, I honestly don't know it's the internet yeah who knows deep web. but yeah maybe yeah. Uh, um way back machine might have something if you remember like i don't know what the geo cities but yeah. there's there's an archive there, of there, 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 there was this weird golden era of of internet when yeah um there were like these text-based games i remember playing a text-based star wars rpg and like describing like yeah my character i think he was like a boba fett type character nice. like flying around and just fighting with people and it was just yeah it was so wild because like there wasn't this the these massively online games yet yeah but you had this online capability to play with people from around yeah. the world and we were just like hey let's just it was just like a freeform D game it was crazy but did yeah. you ever play pimp wars that was one of the popular ones it was, i feel like i've heard yeah it was like just a black page with a box and you put in your like numbers for how many ak-47s you wanted to give your homies <laughs> And how much crack crack you produce for your for your hose? It's yeah, a very degrading game. Yeah, like it's, no. <laughs> I think someone made a version of Pimp Wars on. We had these old graphing calculators. Yeah, yeah. Someone figured out Dr- how to play yeah, like drug wars, some drug put, wars or something. Yeah, somebody mentioned that to me a few weeks back, yeah. and I was like, I'm almost. T whatever Texas yeah, yeah, the old yeah. Texas instruments yeah, yeah, yeah. calculators before we had cell phones. We were programming yeah. games on our graphing <laughs> calculators. Yeah. Oh, uh, good times. That's wow. awesome. That Kids was a, don't know. That was Kids a rabbit hole. Oh, man. Okay, wait, what? Let's, it's, let's, it doesn't even matter, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll go back to these content. episodes. That was <laughs> quality a lot, content. A lot of things got thrown out there. Um, <laughs> so after all that, do you, do you consider yourself a gamer? Do you like that? <laughs> I mean, well, like, the term. Like, how yeah, do you feel about the term? I, I, I am a gamer, but I think it would be offensive to true gamers to consider myself a gamer. Interesting. Like, I play games, but mm-hmm, okay. like, to be fair, like... Uh, I, I maybe get in two, three hours of Red Dead a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I play a lot of Civ Five when I'm sitting up and you know at night after waiting to go to sleep and watching TV with my wife. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I, I kind of do the same things over and over. I haven't really like branched out. Uh, and because of, you know, family and kids and, and working, there's not always, mm-hmm. I don't always have the funds to be able to get the games that I want. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. no, fair. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like I, I, I love gaming. Uh, 
gaming though is i have a weird relationship with it because yeah. um no, i think we get have. into it get into you know, it that's I've, what the show's about i've, I've <laughs> always been i've always been a, a large guy uh, okay. like i'm six four i'm 290 pounds i'm a big guy mm-hmm. and but i'm uh, most people tell me, and I also consider myself a gentle giant. I don't mm. like to get aggressive. I don't like to get angry. I don't like to get loud. I don't like to yell. Unless it's yeah, unless it's your conglomerate. Or- Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> unless but, e-business isn't. <laughs> but video games bring out a demon in me that I that I'm I'm ashamed of. Though no, I, I understand, <laughs> and like my wife will come down. I'll be playing Minecraft. <laughs> and I'll oh, be yes. like we trying to those. mine and then trying to do something and she'll come uh-huh. down three hours later I'm still mining and she'll give me grief I'm like leave me alone let me do my handle my business or <laughs> like screaming at uh, Call of Duty or something she goes you look like you are absolutely miserable why yeah. are you doing this I'm like it's not about having fun it's about <laughs> accomplishing the goal <laughs> Jeez. is there is there a goal in Minecraft though isn't the goal just to like I, mine all the I craft? I like getting lost in just the building of it any mm-hmm. any game that has an aspect of it, like my wife loves Sims she likes playing the Sims like mm-hmm. the living the life but mm-hmm. she hates building and I'm like give me the controller I'll build <laughs> this. like I just I like building stuff mm-hmm. and Minecraft to me is like pure imagination oh for sure like I, I'll see a mountain and be like I'm gonna hold that mountain up and build a castle <laughs> inside that son of a bitch <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah. Build a, build a water. Can I swear? By the way, we <laughs> don't have rules. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, yeah, yeah. You can. That's yeah, okay, I don't. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think, swear, I don't but, but audience, yeah, yeah, no, we'll, we'll put an explicit tag on this I, one. It's I, <laughs> I can't help it. I get it from my mother and my grandmother. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. Um, yeah, I don't know if we talked. about I think we've talked about it on the show previously. But I have a, a nine-year-old nephew, and he's obsessed with Minecraft and like the things he builds yeah. in that game blow my mind because I'm like. Yeah, it's just, it's uh, what I've described as like having a box of unlimited Legos yeah. and you never have to clean it up. You just keep building on top Minecraft of it. is a platform more than a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. it really, it really is. Uh, like I love my youngest daughter's really into it now. Mm-hmm. Oh, my oldest daughter has vision issues. So sometimes games are hard for her. She loves oh. to play games, but it, it, yeah, vi- yeah. visually there are, there are mm-hmm. issues. Well, my youngest, she's about six now and. She's finally gotten over the fact that her hands are clumsy on the controllers. Like she's got smaller hands, so she had a hard time with that first. But like she's obsessed with Minecraft now. I barely ever get to play anymore because she's too busy like in the battle modes and stuff. (laughs) And uh, it's 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 great to watch. Like I love watching them build stuff and Mm -hmm. like how quickly. Like when we got our we got our PlayStation Four recently. Like Mm -hmm. uh, it took a while for me to be able to buy one, Mm -hmm. and I got it. We got Minecraft right right away because I wanted it, and then I I knew the kids wanted it, Uh and. they like I set it down. I got him. I got him hooked onto it. I made a mutual world for us all to build on. I built mm. a castle and like, go ahead, girls, build something. Mm-hmm. I went back a week later and they had literally made a city. Yeah, like there's like 15 giant towers everywhere and houses in it. That's the school. That's the farm. I'm like, where did you do all this? <laughs> yeah, it's mind blowing. Like it takes me a week to build a like a building because I'm so particular about how yeah. I'm doing stuff. Yeah. And they're like, wow, it's like Rome. Just <laughs> <laughs> it was built in a day. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm convinced like I'm optimistic optimistically convinced that like that is it's a good it's like the sign of like these kids are going to be like the architects of the future, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. like you're seeing them now like building these little worlds and hopefully that like translates to like yeah, and we know how to build cities. We just yeah. we've been doing it all our lives, right? So it's, it's, it's like crazy. how many how many modern architects started off with Legos, mm-hmm. right? Like oh yeah. And it really like spurred their creative interest as to what they could kind of come mm-hmm. up with. Yeah. My nephew like 
uh, all the like redstone wiring and stuff like that's bananas. That's, that's what you can do I saw a video where a dude literally made the uh, the the motherboard or the the processing CPU of right. a Commodore sixty four. Yeah, out of redstone, like it's on a huge field, and it's yeah, just like yeah. essentially this thing can compute to the power of a Commodore sixty four. Right, it's, it's, what? It's yeah. crazy inside a virtual world. So yeah, we're computers all in a are starting to make their own computers. We're all in a simulation. Don't worry about it. It's all good. <laughs> um. Well, I think I think we've covered a lot of this, but I mean, how have games influenced your life? Like, what have we missed so far? Well, um, I come I come from a very tumultuous background, uh, mm-hmm. low income family, a lot of drugs, alcohol, uh, mm-hmm. issues with suicide, a lot of deaths wow. early on, okay. and so there's a lot of things when looking back on life that can be very depressing. But one of the most like joyous things that I remember is playing games with my family, mm-hmm. especially like risk risk. I've, I've literally, I've played risk since the age of four. <laughs> wow. um, and I always play, I played with my uncle. I play with my mom and my uncle Jan is the guy. I'm like this now too. He doesn't pull punches. Like he will not let a kid win just to let the kid have a confidence. <laughs> uh-huh. boost. He's like, you're going to learn how to win the right way. <laughs> it took me, it took me 15 years to beat him at risk. <laughs> and <laughs> I've never played soccer, but I've seen a few games. And uh, as soon as I won, I ran out of my house, lifted my shirt up like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. celebrating, but it took so long. Uh-huh. But yeah, like I just and playing those games and the fun that we would have, like get my grandma laughing enough to piss herself and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, and then cursing. Cause there'd always be whiskey involved and, oh, like, wow. later in the game. We're like, four hours in and like my dad would always kamikaze and screw the game up and <laughs> flip the table yeah a lot of table. Oh. no flip no table you don't okay. flip a wrist board oh, oh okay 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 Cut okay somebody uh that's a lot of work yeah. That. yeah that's okay let's get into that because that is real interesting since the age of four i think if i was playing against somebody who wouldn't let me win i probably wouldn't keep playing hmm. but you kept playing oh i'm Ooh. stubborn that's- <laughs> Because because yeah. at the age of four, uh, when I would play with my uncle and my cousins, I would generally finish second. Oh, like I picked it up really. I saw taste. like I noticed I noticed what my uncle did early on, like the mm. the the sweep, that grand risk sweep where you just like mm. take a player out, take his cards that pushes you past where you have to automatically cash in and you just carry the wave over. Mm. Like that's. Uh, I, but like as I've gotten older, the game has changed so much. Like the people mm. I play with now, like if a game goes four hours. Like we're lucky. Like they don't. They oh. don't last long. We play a very aggressive style. Oh yeah. Okay. I think there's a lot of yeah techniques you can do to make it go quicker. Because yeah. yeah, I had roommates and we <laughs> played Risk and we lived together. So <laughs> have you played? Have you played a lot of on. that? So we had a guest uh, Aman where we talked about. Uh, I think it was like Risk Legacy. Oh, or have you played a lot of like the li- the deviations Other, of Risk? Yeah, or do you I, I actually have a dream to collect every board version oh, of Risk. I have wow. about five now. I, I've got the extended Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. um, uh, a 1975 edition, hmm. uh, 99 edition, a 2005 edition, um, Risk 2110. <laughs> uh, oh, and my prize possession, Walking Dead Risk. Oh, okay. Uh, now, if 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 you're willing to let me rant for a second, yeah, I'm let's, very let's, enthusiastic let's, about this game, and okay. I love telling people about it. Who don't know. <laughs> okay. So, map wise, it's nothing special. It's just pretty much a giant circle with uh-huh. the prison area being in the center, okay. and like Wilshire Estates and Wood Woodbury all around it. And uh, the dynamic of this game, though, is that you play against zombies. Uh-huh. So oh, the zombies start off with two thirds of the board. Okay. And at the beginning of every player's turn is an outbreak phase. Mm-hmm. So first round, it's not much. You draw one of the territory cards, one zombie attacks that territory. Mm-hmm. Um, second round, two cards, two zombies. Third round, three cards, two zombies. 
fourth round. Four cards, three zombies. You have a four-player game. That means every round, 48 zombies are being dropped onto the board. Mm. So, and because it's random draw, you can't you can't stack <clears throat> stack into your borders like you would in a traditional risk game. You know, there's no point in keeping yeah. armies locked in the middle of a continent mm. when the borders are the, the are the issue. Mm-hmm. Well, at this point, at any point in time, your card can get drawn, and you've got three zombies attacking you. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the extra kicker: if you lose to a zombie on a one, that death now becomes a zombie. Right. So. <laughs> I've, zombies attacked me, took my territory. I lost all my, I had two guys there. Three zombies hit me. I lost all of them. Yeah. Now three zombies are on that territory and I can't get my continental bonus. I go to attack them. I roll two ones. Now it's five, three. Yeah, five. Like I start with five guys. Now my two guys are on their side. Yeah, now yeah I exactly. Can't, <laughs> I can't beat them. So what happens is you get these territories that have zombies on them that are too strong in the beginning. And then every round you flip them through the cards, more get added to it. Yeah. Um, I have never played a game... <laughs> where the zombies didn't control 90% of the board at the end of the game. Hmm. Wow. I'm an experienced risk player. I've collected two continental bonuses in the eight times I've played that, that game, mm-hmm. like where I've actually <laughs> started a round still yeah, holding the territory. Holding. Yeah. Like it's, it's ridiculous. You, it, nobody wins walking dead risk. It, you survive it. Mm. Like the, whoever has the most at the end is the winner. I've won with seven territories. Not even in a same yeah, continent, just scattered. scattered I, I went on a patches. bulldoze through the thing because I was the last player to go before the outbreak, like finish the game. Hmm. And there's a timer in it. So the game will only go about two hours. The oh, gets cool. Flipped, you go through, you finish off that round, and there's one more massive outbreak phase. Mm-hmm. And whoever's left at the end of that. Do you, is, is it cooperative or still competitive? Well, it's, it's risk. So there is that competitive nature, but you spend so much time dealing with the zombies. You pretty much just work together. Yeah. Like, you, can you still turn around and oh fight yeah. your neighbors? Okay. Oh yeah. That's the problem. Like the first time we played that, we went in with the traditional risk mentalities. They're no. slamming each other. And by the end of the game, we're all just like, what happened? <laughs> like my buddy finished his last turn. And then through all the outbreaks, they literally took out every one of his places. He didn't get to his next turn. None of us attacked him. The zombies killed him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Holy so God. is it a lot of like making like loose alliances of like, hey, you were right next to you each can. other. Let's, you yeah. can. You're, you're pretty much just trying to figure out how to survive. Like mm. it's that's so cool. Like it doesn't even mm. sound like risk anymore to me, but it just borrows some of the mechanics. Yeah. It's but. a lot more like risk than some of the other risk variants, like the uh, newer Star Wars risks that come yeah. out. I have that one, too, actually. Okay. It's it's not risk at all. It's oh, just a galactic circle and you you have like squadrons of ships. And yeah, everything. like it's, it's it's so unlike risk. It shouldn't be branding. called it. Oh, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Okay, yeah, that's but uh, but it was a gift, so I'm appreciative that I got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, no, I want to no. collect all the boards I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The prize piece is a 1957 Le Conquête de Mont. <laughs> the original, <laughs> the original form of risk, conquer the world. That's where ah. risk comes from. Nin- no, 1955. I think Milton Bradley or Parker Brothers oh, bought it in 57. Ooh. Yeah, I, I I love risk. Wow, yeah, <laughs> risk collector. That's cool. All right, well, we got the title of the episode. <laughs> Sweet fancy Zombie Moses. Uh, it's worth uh, the risk. That's what. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's like the best or worst experiences or both that you've had with a game? Like, what's that? Something that's like, oh, I never want to play a game after this, or that that was great. Like, I want to play games forever. What's Zelda DX mm. on the Game Boy Color? I got locked in one dungeon for six months. Actually, no, that's not the worst. That's not the worst. I got a worse one for you. Uh, Need for Speed Underground 1. Okay. Okay. There's 113 races in that game. You went through them numerically. Yeah. Um, Race 96 was a six-lap circuit race that was so hard that if you made one mistake, 
you couldn't win. You had to finish first. You couldn't win it. It was a very, very hard. It was the hardest level in the whole game. Uh-huh. I count because I have a nasty habit of counting repetitive things. I raced it 55 times in a row and lost. I got so mad that I punched a hole in my closet door. <laughs> I smashed my Xbox controller and I was about to put my bat through my TV. And my <laughs> mom walked in and was like, what the fuck are you doing? And it's like, I'm like, pissed off can't beat the race and she's looking at me like you're, you're getting this mad over a video game yeah. and like immediately look on her face and looking at me like that i'm like shame <laughs> oh, wow. so i like i walked out of the house i went and got like a slushy from the max milk uh-huh. and i came back beat it the very next race hey. like, without like as though it was nothing at all yeah uh-huh. i actually yeah. think i was madder after the fact like, yeah Are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's. I still have the scar on this right in between <laughs> these two knuckles from sweet punching that damn door. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, I've punched a wall in my time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't hit people. I just hit hard things. No, no, no yeah, that's, teach yeah, you not to hit good, hard things. Yeah, very, very good lesson. <laughs> very good lesson. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we, we've all seen those those videos of people freaking out uh, yeah. over games, I, smashing their keyboards yeah. or things like that. I, I'm not a. I'm, I'm not proud to say that I'm sure at least once or twice I've been that bad, like oh, in a yeah. game, just frustrated just nothing seems to be working it's interesting because like what do you think that is like because mm. i like, is I like get... control i like the uh, mm. I, I gravitate towards games where i have control like, mm. uh civ i love um command and conquer uh mm-hmm. those style like where i'm overseeing it god mode kind of stuff yeah like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah kind of overseeing mm-hmm. everything and when i want to do something and i can't do it that frustrates me excessively especially mm-hmm. if i have to do it over and over nothing mm-hmm. oh repetition like uh, yeah <laughs> I'm getting, my blood's pulling just thinking about it. <laughs> do you have a best mo- like it's it sounds like yes. uh, uh, most triumphant. the original golden eye era Oh, I honestly, like it, I know games are better. Perfect Dark is technically a better uh-huh, game. Uh-huh. People tell me I don't buy I it, know, but know. for me, I, nothing has has reached that height of excitement since. Hmm. Not even nothing's even come close. Like I loved Goldeneye so much, yeah. and like I've been waiting for like Goldeneye, but in like full immersion. Like that's that's when Ooh. I'll be like, okay, now I'm I'm more impressed. But like <laughs> Goldeneye won Game of the Year the year it came out, and it mm-hmm. was so good it won Game mm-hmm. of the Year in its re-release Game of the Year edition <laughs> <laughs> the year after. Like it was, yeah, I just I love that game so much, and yeah. just the the memories of sitting around with yep. four guys. Uh, on a 13 inch TV and avoiding the cave and temple level because the TV wasn't bright <laughs> enough and those levels were too damn dark and <laughs> shit. Yeah. And uh, doing slap fights in the facility bathroom and saying no one's allowed to pick Ob Job because he's too short. And he always wins. <laughs> like, just, yeah, it was. It was a those fun. memories. Yeah, those those are good times. That's Did you cool. have Goldeneye? I don't. I think I played it, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't it, like I understand it, where it sits in culture, but it, I didn't get that. I think it, mm-hmm. my buddy had a N sixty four, but we didn't do like the like four guys playing and stuff. So it'd just be like me and pl- playing against him. And yeah. I don't. I don't have like it, it. didn't become a thing. There were so many other things that we were playing mm-hmm. at the time. But I, I, I kind of miss it. Like it, it sounds like such a. Yeah, it, it was, was a good time. It was a great time to like bond with friends. Yeah, like, it was it was this one little moment where there wasn't a lot of diversity in consoles. So yeah. most people had an N64. So most people had an N64 controller. Yeah, you could grab your controller, run to your friend's house, plug it mm. in and four people just get together and play Goldeneye. And it was like that first time we had that experience. And yeah, yeah, it was and the guy who came in with the rumble pack was acting all big. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> rumble pack. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I'm trying to think. Like, I don't think I did a bunch of like uh, shooters around that time. We we do racing games, mm-hmm. we do fighting games, but like, yeah, shooters in particular. I don't. 
I remember like the South Park game, but that was more just oh, yeah. that first one was terrible. Oh god, man, yeah. we went we deep into it. it. Yeah, yeah, I remember the the, the, the this was like early uh, early internet too, and like getting the passwords and stuff. And the one that unlocked them all was like an anagram for "Oh my god, they killed uh, you killed Kenny, you bastards!" And I, I, it's locked in my mm-hmm. head, and that gave you like infinite pea snowballs. And yeah, that now was, the, now the, it the, wasn't a good game, but. No, it was just South Parks. Yeah, they were. We were so obsessed. Yeah, Yeah. they've come a long way now. Like the the new South Park games. I've heard that. I haven't played any of them, but Uh, it's it's like watching the the seasons. It's like they put so much work and effort into them. Yeah, they're so detail oriented. Yeah, it's great. I've actually got a question for you guys Mm because you made me think of this. Hey, Um, one of the things that I enjoyed most about gaming when I was younger and I had time to spend like an entire weekend playing games Mm -hmm. was we would love like like GTA Mm three. We loved the game so much, but after a while we just kept like the missions. We had done all the missions, but we still wanted to play. So we would start to create games within games. Did Uh, you ever do this? So like our favorite one with GTA three would be, we'd go to this particular rooftop that was safe. Once you activated the five star cheat code, give yourself full armor, full health, full (laughs) weapons. Uh And then you had to stay on foot and see who could get the farthest without dying. Oh, Okay, so you're getting into like the core tenet of the show that this podcast, which uh-huh. is like, what is a game? Like, there's like a ton of philosophy that a book I haven't finished reading, but that Sean <laughs> so so part of the reason that we called the Grasscast is uh, it's um, inspired by a book uh, that I really love called The Grasshopper. And so, you know, like the fable of the ant and the grasshopper. Uh, I've heard that? it. I don't recall it. So it's, it's more or less like, or the movie A Bug's Life. Okay, so yeah, yeah. it's it's like, you know, you have the, the stereotypes of an ant and a grasshopper. The ant is the ultimate worker. The grasshopper is basically like seen as the ultimate game player. And what happens in the fable is the ant works all winter. The grasshopper just plays games. Or summer. Or, you know, just enjoys his life. Yeah, in the, sorry, in the summer. Yeah. And then come winter, ant's got all the food. Grasshopper's like, hey, can you help me out? And he's like, no, you should have been working this whole time, right? Yeah. So it's kind of seen as like that, that cautionary tale of like, don't, don't waste your life playing games and stuff. And, you know, this the the book kind of goes into where the grasshopper is more seen as like... The, like a Dalai Lama type figure. Yeah, yeah he's, like he's very like, no, his, no. It starts with him on his deathbed and he, it's, he's like, no, you can't help me because then I would cease to be a yeah, grasshopper. Yeah, it goes so it gets into like, like some weird stuff. Hmm. But that's, yeah, like you finding games within games mm-hmm. is like, yeah, that's pretty much it because we try to define what a game is and it goes like real weird and yeah. like philosophical. Yeah, because well, those, those are those are fun when you when you have a game, but then yeah. you create sort of like a subset within that and you have like just like those loose rules between friends. Like, OK, yeah, just slapping in the bathroom. Yeah. Desk and and yeah. things like that. It's those, those are always fun, but they they devolve quickly. I find was when you're kids, you're like because they, they're not they're not built into the game. So. Eventually, someone's just like, I'm just going to break this rule and, and get ahead. Yeah. And then as soon as someone does that, everybody does that. And yeah. it evolves really quickly, right? So, But like also the creativity of it. Like you have this limited mm-hmm. system and you've already done everything that the game designers wanted you to do. So like the the world is still cool. The systems are still cool. What else can I do in these systems? Yeah. And like seeing where GTA is now versus then, like I feel like they just leaned into that, like mm. just adding the most ridiculous stuff too. So. Um, I guess my most most of my experience with that was I remember like my World of Warcraft days and like all the little meta gaming. Oh, it's funny we were gonna do like oh, a yeah. meta game episode today we'll before we came in, but like yeah, the, the, the whole like we kicked that meta game. Um, yeah, just the whole little like games within games is is a really cool um aspect and uh, yeah, 
have you? Have I think you, for you me, did you ever read uh, Calvin and Hobbes at all? Yeah. 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 So like Calvin Ball uh, yeah. is like locked in my brain, and uh, me and my buddy Nick, my next door neighbor, we would just kind of make up essentially Calvin Ball. <laughs> like we're just griffing it, but uh, just yeah, what we would do? We had this one game, Celtic Pride. I don't know why we named it that. There was a movie out named Celtic Pride. <laughs> it was pretty much like field hockey, but instead of a puck or a, a ball or whatever, it, we had a like one of those mini basketballs. Yeah. And we used golf clubs. And <laughs> yeah, there's like two bushes in the front yard and you had to hit the rock that was in between these two bushes. Otherwise, it wouldn't count. Um, and if you got hurt, like if you accidentally hit somebody with the golf club and said, ow, then... Uh, the other person would get points. It was like absurd. <laughs> and then there was like other games where we'd be on our bikes and it was essentially polo, like just <laughs> combining the most dangerous, stupid stuff. Oh, yeah. Together. We used to play road rash on our on our bikes. Uh, we'd get out like pool noodles and just start whipping each other, oh, riding yeah. up and down the street. <laughs> we had to make a rule that you couldn't jam pool noodles in the spokes anymore. Like too many kids got hurt. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. My yeah. God. All right, new rule, new like yeah, the anarchy of these like systems and just being like the the energy of like young boys who will break things. Oh yeah, <laughs> body I, like I I don't know if it was just like the free nature. I always felt like growing up in the nineties, like the kind of expectation and rule set society was kind of pushing on had mm. completely missed like the the West Windsor Amherstburg area where I grew up. <laughs> like I I feel like I grew up in the seventies in the nineties. Like oh rules, yeah. Like, like the stuff that my dad would encourage us to do. Like I remember uh, a strawberry festival in La Salle. There's a little mm-hmm. park next to where they always hold that. And they had this like old school ground merry-go-rounds. And like we'd go out there to play at the park. And dad's like, send me and my brother. Go jump on this merry-go-round. And my dad, he's not he's not my biological father. He's my stepfather. He's mm-hmm. five, five, 120 pounds soaking wet. We look nothing alike. I'm okay, twice okay. his size. <laughs> but he's a very strong man. And so me and my brother get on this thing. And he just starts whipping this thing around it gets to the point where it's going so fast that we can't hold on to the little pole anymore <laughs> so then our arms are on the top pole that comes like horizontally down to the outside ring where there's another pole so we're sliding down that next thing you know our backs are against the other pole next thing you know we're holding on to the pole on the outside of it and then we're gone <laughs> i just i remember like looking I, i'm me and my brother are both out yeah like, yeah yeah, fully yeah horizontal yeah. in my just going just reefing this thing and i hear my brother go ah and he's gone <laughs> and then i like oh, no. and then i let go and i roll through a ball through the dirt and we're both kind of lying there and my dad is on the ground laughing oh, his ass off God. yeah he just like I, he used to take us around down the shore of amisburg uh, detroit river lake erie and yeah, be yeah. like hey look at this we rope swing here rope swing there fucking john died there phil died there i was like why are there 20 feet of rocks under every rope swing Oh my god! There's beach everywhere. What? Did you, it's like there's rocks here. This is a great spot for a yeah, rope. Yeah. Swing. It's more about the the where's the rope going? We don't worry about the land. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't get this. Oh man! Yeah, yeah, he, would, he would just encourage us to do crazy stuff. Go out and hunt snakes. Uh, go. You know, the worst part is he'd tell us to go out and find snakes and, and and crayfish and stuff. But he was terrified of them. <laughs> so like we'd go out, we'd catch a garter snake, a little garter snake that was adorable, bring it home, and my mom would be like, "Yeah, keep it." My mom would take any animal. And yeah, yeah. My dad gets home, it's like, "What's that?" Like, <laughs> garter snake. But he didn't want to show that he was afraid in front of his boys. So he's like, "All right, all right." I come home from school one day, and the top of the tank's open, and the snake's gone. <laughs> and uh, I go up to my mom. I was like, "Mom, did you take the snake out?" She goes, "No." I was like, "I think it got out of the house." <laughs> my dad comes home from work that day. We tell him he like frantically tears through the house, can't find the snake. We moved a month later. <laughs> 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 oh man 
Yeah. It was good good times. times. Yeah. I mean, mine was more like, I don't think my parents were paying that much attention to me. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't get much guidance in terms of play, but it was like, just don't get arrested or shot. Had a bit of, I had a bit of a helicopter mom, so. Oh yeah. Okay. But I, Uh, you know, sorry, mom, but I love it. But, um, yeah, but we still, you know, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm a little, um, I don't know, saddened, but like, I feel bad for the generation coming up today where it's like, um, your whole life beginning to end, like your whole like formative years Mm, are documented Mm, in a place where it's going to be really hard to scrub. Right. And those are the years where you like have to make mistakes, have to just have fun, be a kid and like learn and, and grow. And that's really hard when everyone can always see all of your mistakes yeah. out in the open. Kind of it, like that. Yeah. There's probably going to be some weird psychological stuff, but I think on the other side of that mm. is like, there's going to be every, it's going to be most kids, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to, well, actually maybe not. I don't know, but it's going to be a lot of society. A lot of, right. so, so like everyone, everyone gets numb, used hopefully to it. it's like, Oh, this is the new normal. Yeah. Right. You, your baby pictures are on too. Like, like millions of people <laughs> can find them on the draft of a hack. Cool. Right. My my oldest child literally had a Facebook page the day of she was born. My wife made it. Right. I wasn't overly in favor of it. (laughs) Fair. Fair. So like there is a a visual record of my daughter's whole life on the internet right now, which is crazy. But yeah, like in the, it's it's we're getting into Kowalski's conspiracy corner. But. <laughs> another another podcast we're trying to. Yeah, yeah, I like it's, conspiracies as much as I like. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing with like Facebook, though, man. They got the face algorithms, and like uh, they're gonna, they probably know what your daughter look is gonna look like yeah. fi- five, fifty years mm-hmm. from now, from like. And what, she, just, what, what, what she's gonna buy most likely oh yeah, 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 yeah. like yeah like yeah. we've mapped out your entire they just make a an ai like yeah you, you ever watch um uh broke black, black mirror, mirror? Black yeah, mirror. like yeah. the one where they like take your personality out make an ai version of it that like mm-hmm. helps yeah. your life like yeah i could yeah. see that that's yeah. actually not that unreasonable at all right yeah yeah i don't know it's 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 fine they'll, <laughs> it's there'll be a, a collapse and it'll be mad max times and it'll be yeah, everything's cyclical. So I think I think I think we pretty much hit what what's your favorite game, unless Risk isn't, unless you have a no, more favorite uh, game than Risk. Above all games, video game, board uh-huh. game, Risk is my all time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, But and when we said what type, like what types of games you like, you you mentioned games where you have control. Yeah, right. Are there any are there any genres or any like something that you kind of gravitate towards, like a type of game that you like? Uh, Civ has been my primary one over the last few mm-hmm. years, but uh, for years it was Command and Conquer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember the first time I played Command and Conquer Red Alert at a friend's house in like '95. Yeah, they I didn't have a computer at my house, and mm-hmm. they did, and they'd actually just let me sit on their computer for hours and play. And uh, mm-hmm. like the first time Hellmarch came on, it's like and uh, I, I worked as a security guard for many years before uh-huh. I moved up to the London area. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I used to work at this place called KS Toku in Tilbury. And mm-hmm. they had just sh- like shipped the plant down to Mexico. And I was the last on-site security guard. Wow. And so there was nobody there. And I just sat in the shack for 12 hours doing nothing. And I, I must have logged like 500 hours on Red Alert 2. <laughs> like I got all the medals. <laughs> nice. Like, it was the best work time. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, but I, um, I don't know. I find my uh, my focus for the, like I never was a StarCraft guy. Uh-huh. Like I liked Warcraft, okay. but StarCraft. There's just too much going on. Hmm. I like to, I like to take my time and think about things. Right. Hmm. I was like that early on in Risk playing. I was like that very defensive player, but now because of the nature of the guys that I play with, mm-hmm. they're all like they're very good players. It, it's yeah. nothing like playing with like people who don't know what they're doing. 
<laughs> yeah. Do you have a Do you have a regular game group like something? Yeah. Like a weekly? yeah we've actually we've been talking about it for years. We want to create a, like a league, oh. and we set like uh, arenas at everybody's house, and you can have house rules. Like I particularly. Mm-hmm. I don't like random draw territory. I want to uh, draft territory. Like I want to rotate and turn and pick one time. I want to see what you're planning out in your mind. And I don't want to also, I also don't want to get screwed with a bad placement. <laughs> there's nothing like being a good player who gets screwed with bad placement and you're out. Like there's only so much you can do depending on the quality of people you're playing with. Mm-hmm. And like, I know if I make a mistake, I got three guys who are ready to just rip me off the board because mm. they don't like leaving me on the board. <laughs> no, that's real interesting though. Because and then I'm thinking like back into the philosophy of in terms of like that's like you could extend that to life. Like you, you get a bad shake, what can you do with it? Yeah. And game playing lets you actually try different things and see like, oh yeah, this is a bad shake. And I, I've come back from these before, but like I don't know, this one's looking hard. But yeah, yeah, huh? I like that. I like that. I find it's too easy to quit sometimes. And I'm not in games uh, against other people when I'm playing by myself. If things don't turn in my favor, I'll be like, screw it, I'll just start a new game. Mm-hmm. And like, but I always feel guilty about it after. I was like, oh. am I really testing myself? Am I am I really going it the hard way? <laughs> That's interesting. That's I, like I've I've been fascinated with this because like my life has been extremely easy. Like I'll, I'll admit, <laughs> it's, it's it's been I've been very lucky in a lot of ways. And like, there's this book called Grit, um, like per, Passion and Perseverance, where it's just all about like uh, sticking with stuff when it's hard. Mm-hmm. and like how do you actually build that in like societies and kids and stuff like that it's, mm-hmm. it's a really good book um but yeah like because i'm like looking at like my nephews and stuff like how do you push them to keep going yeah. when it's hard and stuff and probably game plan can be that maybe i should be the uh, hard-ass uncle who doesn't let them win. <laughs> <laughs> i i i try to like establish an authority with my my nephews mm-hmm. uh girls <sighs> I, I'm all, I'm always softer. I have daughters too. Mm-hmm. It's it, and like I I grew up in that kind of that kind of atmosphere. Yeah, it was just was... like listen, like everybody's equal. Like there's no. It's not that we need to be softer because you're less or anything like that. Yeah. But just I'm gonna I'm gonna make a boy. I'm gonna make things hard sometimes. Like mm-hmm. a, a, I'll be harder for on like if I had a son, I would be harder on my son than I would on my daughter. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's not necessarily by based on some philosophy. I just know myself. Like a, yeah. I would. Uh, I don't want to, you're allowed to cry, but don't cry for nothing. Like, mm. like I don't care if you got tears. Like, I'm not going to be like, you can't cry. Or, yeah. You have to be a man kind of thing like that. But it's just hmm. like, you got to understand, like, there, there's going to be adversity in life. And, and growing up in, a, in an area where, like, that that philosophy was being taught, but not With what was actually going on at home. And then, like, hmm. it's, it's, it's weird to see both sides. Because I understand yeah. the merit of, like, yeah, I, I've been excluded a couple times in my life because of being just a big clunky kid hmm. when it came to sports and feeling like down about it. Like, yeah. I wish I could have done more and it would have made me feel better about myself. Yeah. Hmm. But in turn, you know, I, I, I don't want to be handed anything either. Like, don't give me the easy route. Like, yeah. I, I, Earning it. Yeah. yeah. There's, I feel better even more so after the fact. Like, yeah. if you fail 10 times, but then finally succeed on the 11th time, that that joy is as far as i'm concerned is probably going to be grander than if 10 individual small successes combined mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i don't know it's, it's kind of funny that you said that you felt excluded from games because of your size but it's for being big whereas yeah. i i kind of looked at Me it and Sean are tiny boys <laughs> <laughs> well especially when i was growing up i was i was a smaller kid i'm, I'm like average height now but like yeah, yeah i was a, I was, a, I was a little kid and like 
my size didn't really lend myself to being a star basketball player, things like that. So it's kind of funny to hear it from the other perspective that, because yeah. I always just viewed it as, oh, if I was a big kid, like, yeah, I would have been the, like the star of like all these different. It mm. Probably at that time in life wouldn't have been so bad, but I was an excessively hyper child, and I was one mm. of those they, the Ritalin kids, <laughs> which I, I absolutely loathe that period of time in my life. Mm. It, granted, like there were some positives that came out of it. Got to focus a little bit more and mm-hmm. on school and become a better student. But mm-hmm. you know the the way it kind of makes you a slug. Oh, like really? Okay, yeah, yeah, and like. I've always been physical and athletic, but during that period of time in my life, like it's a lumbering, non-athletic, large kid and hmm. uh, socially awkward as all heck. Like just, <laughs> huh. I moved so much. We never had like any long-term place. I went to nine different hmm. grade schools. Wow. Uh, and by the time like we settled near the end of like um, uh, grade school, I just gotten so accustomed to talking to people, like <laughs> being able to just talk to people, anybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that it, it really set a lot of other kids off because I grew up around adults. Like I spent most of my time as a child around adults mm-hmm. you know, with my uncles, my grandfather watching them party and stuff and mm-hmm. listening to adult stories. So when I'm yeah. going and I'm trying to talk, like tell adult stories and tell like stuff from real stuff in life when you're in the fifth grade, other kids are like, what? <laughs> That's interesting. Oh man. It's like, I remember like my, I mean, my parents were loose. Like they, they, they didn't, as long as they didn't come at home in handcuffs, or with a girl pregnant like, yeah. that was that was the rules it's like just don't don't bring grief that i have to deal with home. yeah 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 uh they're fine like i remember being say 10 years old and we lived on uh, this little street called main street in amherstburg and it's maybe maybe 100 150 meters long so it's a very small side street mm-hmm. and every other kid on that street's boundaries were stop sign to stop sign mm-hmm. and mine my brother and my sisters was welcome sign to welcome sign <laughs> <laughs> like we literally go anywhere in town we wanted my dad yeah. knew, knew everybody so like he always knew where we were and there were times in life when that became like like we, me and my brother climbed up on top of the high school one day and we thought mm. we were so slick nobody knew we were there <laughs> somebody had heard there were kids up there and cops showed up and we got away nobody caught us we're like ha and we walk in the door and dad's like how's the view <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking what are you talking about and he's just like you were up on top of the high school weren't you it's like we didn't even get caught that you know that he's like i have ways like his, his best friend lived across the street and saw yeah, us sneaking yeah, out of yeah. the building out there. yeah yeah that's downfall of a small town oh man so get away with shit yeah. we, but like well we got away with stuff because <laughs> well, yeah. one of our favorite things to do was blow stuff up like not like <laughs> i'm serious like it was and our parents knew we tell them the stories about it after it didn't do much like we just take yeah, just 40s of saint ides fill them half with uh Half with flour and half with gasoline, make a mini Jeez, rocket engine, tape them to a skateboard, and shoot them down the street. <laughs> yeah, uh, or like strapping bottle rockets to dinky cars and racing them too. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, was it? I remember I show up at this one guy's house. I think I was, I think I was like sixteen. I'd walked across town. He was out in the country, and I get there, and he's standing out in his backyard, and he's holding a BB rifle, and he's aiming at a glass light fixture hanging from a tree above a lit barbecue, and it's full of gasoline. And I'm like, "What are you doing?" He's like watch and, he shoots it. <laughs> and when the gas hits the barbecue it creates like a perfect mini nuclear mushroom cloud and i'm like that's Whoa. pretty cool <laughs> no mine's like we're like 15 16 years old yeah, like yeah, yeah, torching yeah. stuff down yeah oh man it's a little lawless out there yeah and yeah i i just thought of like you know that the trope of like video games make people violent and it kind of feels like no but <laughs> if you the more video it almost feels like the more video games you have it's like you don't have kids going out and like shooting yeah, bottle rockets like, yeah. like you're you're actually like putting that like 
creative, I want to say creative violence almost. It's, yeah. In like a safe place. Yeah. Like where people aren't. Young boys hurt. are the most destructive force on the yeah. planet. Yeah. So like if you're occupying. Them for, but yeah, then I don't know. I don't know. Because then it is it. How, how, do, how do you feel about those like negative stereotypes of like video games make you violent? They make you lazy or dumb or all this. I, I do bullshit. think it's 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 goes both ways. At, at mm. the end of the day, it really just comes down to the individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if a person is 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 set to go that kind of route, they can latch on to anything yeah. as, a, as a means to kind of justify or reinforce that. Mm-hmm. Um, I one of my one of my best friends who plays has played violent video games his whole life is probably one of the like most peaceful people you'd mm-hmm. ever meet yeah. mm-hmm. uh he just he really likes ripping people's spines out in mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's yeah. it's a weird i don't know it's like yeah if you can get your demons out there because everyone's got demons so yeah. <laughs> like well, i've seen mine come out like. yeah yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah that's yeah when it bleeds in but i think that might just be like you said it's that it's the loop of frustration and then hitting a, a boiling point so I, I do think like regardless of how we view them, the virtual world is where we're kind of going. Like I can mm. I can see, you know, uh, interstellar mining operations requiring drones. But really, is it better to make an A.I. that works independently or is it better to allow a person at Earth to beam in and control it hmm. in their own kind of pod? Like I, player dude, one, player ready one. Stuff. Man? This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is, we, we're, yeah, yeah, we're friends now. <laughs> This is the witnessing of like, like that's because really like as soon as we automate everything here you're gonna have oh, to yeah. preoccupy people no, this is, and and mm-hmm. we've seen this happen before in the early 19 in the early 1900s uh you had farm equipment come out yep. that pretty much ravaged the agriculture industry which is where 80 percent of all people worked yep. mm-hmm. those people had to go and find new jobs yep. and mm-hmm. we had a lot of industries come out of that so when people are getting like terrified about the whole idea of automation i'm like no that's just it's an upgrade. Like yeah. you, you got to move on to the to the next step. Mm-hmm. Uh, the worst part is, is we're not focusing on that. We're mm-hmm. at it, like yeah. actively hindering ourselves from yeah. you know going forward. So like when I go to McDonald's, I'll use the kiosk because frankly, I don't want to talk to the stupid teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> don't. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's a nightmare. But yeah, put me in a suit and let me work on Mars. I'm down for that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to Mars so bad. Uh, uh, yeah, that would. I mean, as long as it's not, it's not a one-way trip, I would also really? enjoy. No, you're you're down for the one-way Mars journey? <sighs> I don't know, Dude, man. A lot of space is going to be one-way. What point in time in recent history has the potential to be able to be an explorer of an uncharted world been mm-hmm. available to us? Like you could literally like you show up, three hundred people go to Mars. Well, maybe maybe I get there. Maybe in the nicest way possible, I become a dictator. I now take over <laughs> Olympus Mons. This is now Percyville, and I'm king here. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna be nice to you so that you don't revolt, but this you could you you have that potential there. Like you could <laughs> you could be Alexander the Great. You, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen in modern times. Not not here. Uh, but you can do that on Mars. <laughs> okay, so this is going in your Mars application. Um. <laughs> Honestly, I would have signed up for the trip were it not for the fact that I have family. Yeah, I uh, totally, I totally, I'm down with a one way trip if I didn't have yeah, those attachments. Mm. Yeah, but you're. I mean, I think. Now going back to like Red Dead Redemption and all that, like, oh yeah, yeah, living out that like frontier lifestyle, like you had the potential of like going anywhere, doing anything, right? But in Mars, you can only go as far as like what they've built out, right? You can't. There's no oxygen. You can't just go out onto the other side of Mars and oh. start living your life. So you, those those first and and bless them, they're gonna have like yeah, they're 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 like the frontiersmen of the future, but like. Those first generations, 
they're all stuck in a pod together. Yeah. Like trying to like just expand out slowly and like that's that's cabin fever on steroids right there. There there's a good book by uh what's his name? Scott Kelly. He's a there's these twin brother, they're both astronauts. They like flew the space mm-hmm. shuttles. The book is amazing, but like just talking about he did a year in space and his twin brother was back on Earth, so they mm-hmm. were comparing like the DNA and changes and stuff of human body but like he he has his book about like the year in space and how he became an astronaut i, I think he'd dig it uh but yeah all that's there because mm. it's <laughs> it's yeah. it's you're confined up there and like you pretty much every it's so stressful but probably really really cool and that's just like a thing that's orbiting the earth i can't imagine <laughs> yeah not no one's gonna help you on <laughs> yeah I, I foresee corporate city states on mars like it, mm. settlements like they're like walmart like it's just yeah. that's that's Wal- it's the city of Walmart. Yeah, Amazon's going to set their base of operations there and just send out drones to the galaxy yep. from it's their Mars base. And I'm thinking about a uh, Firefly. Uh, anyone? Uh, I need yes. to finish watching it. Yeah. It's been years, Lisa. and like I want to go back and rewatch it, but then I don't want the sadness that comes at the end when you realize there's <laughs> no more. There's, there's the no movie, more. and it's a pretty complete. Uh, I heard they're doing something animated. Oh, that'd be uh, cool. There, there's like tons of comics and stuff. Um, it feels like eventually they'll bring it back in some Hey, form. I got a joke for you. Mm-hmm. Oh. What is a reaver clean his spear? I don't. I don't know. He runs it through the wash. Oh, jeez. Oh. oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Not um, friends anymore. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I know it's hard. I love that guy, too. Yeah. <laughs> He's in everything now. Steve it's the fine. pirate. Oh, he runs yeah. it through the wash. Ah, oh, anyways, <laughs> it, was going, it was going spoilers. so well. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, think we were wrapping up. Yeah, I mean, well, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, man, that was sick. That was that was pretty solid. Well, well played. Yeah, it was a very well played episode. <laughs> GG guys, GG. <laughs> GG. <laughs> that was in the running for our thing, but uh, I think we. Uh, <laughs> We we settled on uh, saying well played, but um, um, we're a bit rusty right now, but or I'm a bit rusty <laughs> right now, but uh, yeah. So uh, thanks a lot for yeah, stopping no by and uh, this was an absolute blast. Yeah. Yeah. Telling us all your crazy. Um, the one I'll remember is managing an uh commerce empire. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was so much game. fun. That that was a trip. You know what's funny? I I talked like I would brag about it for years, and everyone would be like, "You're you're full of crap." You're full of crap. <laughs> and then like I'd put the proof up, and they'd be like. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. We're trying to wrap the episode, but that, <laughs> like that in. story of the commerce instead of war is like that's history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's why you know, Amazon exists. That's why <laughs> there's these giant corporations now. Like you find another way rather than yeah. murdering people to just dominate. So mm-hmm. capitalism. The worst part is, is like the early on. So we was just like, there's no point in this. Trading is useless in this game. And I was like, challenge accepted. Yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. Just prove you wrong. I know it's talk about branding. So the, the war bank that I created with Moscow was the Moscow Bank of Waro. Oh. So I got to slap a title on it, really. <laughs> also did Mo- Mo- uh, Moscow Population Restoration, which was uh, Moss Pop. You'd, you'd take, you'd, I'd create spearmen, which people would buy and then uh, relinquish from their spearmen duties, and it would raise your population levels back up after you've built real troops. Yeah, oh yeah. I had like, wow. I had about nine different divisions. <laughs> Le- different departments. Le- in the different HR. departments. It yeah, had yeah, different yeah. things. Like it, it was. Oh man. Okay. Well, we. If you're ever back, we'll we'll have you back. And uh, yeah, but this I feel like has been a well played episode. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. Nice meeting you, man. It was a pleasure. <laughs> Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. All right.
right. We never even got into the band stuff. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> we said the name of the band, which is so clutch. You yeah. can still find it on MySpace, people. Wait, what? Oh my god! Oh yeah, there's the what's the website? Bevan? I know you can hear me right now. There's still a fucking MySpace page. What's bud. the what's the MySpace? Cut string puppet. Well, we'll post oh, that later. Oh yeah. The logo oh, is we'll, like a hand we'll burn it. pencil yeah. drawing of like uh, marionette head dolls oh, or Mary. Yeah, it, it, is Sean Marian- singing? No 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 no! He's just banging those keys away. Yeah yeah yeah. All right. So blissfully. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Um. Yeah. Thanks again, and uh, till next time. Bye bye. Well played. Well played. <laughs> well played. Game it up. That was amazing. <laughs> Say people always say you talk so much you should do podcasts. Oh, like, yeah, I'm always afraid that I'd sit down and I'd be like, no, I got nothing. <laughs> no, dude. Like honestly, you're probably one. We're just like getting our friends mostly, but like you're probably one of the best guests like we've had just in terms of like you're whoa, remembering details. crazy facts. From oh, you you have no idea. Back when.